Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Using Your Brain for Success, the show that's all about helping you build a better life by using your brain the right way. I'm Liam Naden and I'm glad you're here. Well this episode is a follow-on from what we covered in the last episode, which is all about fear. And it's all to do with what fear does, the effect that it has on your life. So today we're going to dig deeper into what this thing called fear is and why you need to remove it from your life. And when you understand what fear is really doing to you, then I think you're going to realize that actually getting rid of fear, this is the most important thing that you can focus on for your life. You know, in the 1920s, Franklin Roosevelt said, the only thing to fear is fear itself. And he was absolutely right. And even in the Bible, we're continually told, have faith, do not be afraid, trust in God, believe. It's repeated over and over. And in fact, the phrase, be not afraid, itself is repeated in the Bible more than 300 times. So we're continually told, don't be afraid, fear is the thing to avoid. But of course, nearly everyone does feel fear. In fact, it it seems that nearly everyone is actually driven by fear. Fear, stress, doubt, worry, anxiety. These things for many people are their dominant emotions. And even if they don't feel fear or anxiety constantly, it doesn't take much to trigger these feelings. For most people, when we turn on the news, we talk to someone, we start thinking about the future. Pretty soon when we do these things, we're starting to feel stressed and worried. And it doesn't need to be this way. And in fact, it shouldn't be this way because as you're discovering in these podcasts, fear is simply the result of using your brain in the wrong way. That's literally all it is. It's not your natural state. It's not the way you're designed to be. And fear only exists to help you to deal with an immediate threat to your safety or survival. And of course, being worried or afraid doesn't help you solve your problems. In fact, it only makes them worse. So in this episode, we're going to look at how much worse fear and worry does make your life. And there are actually five main consequences of fear that really do have a devastating effect on the quality of your life. Now, we've only got time in this episode to cover two of them. And we're going to look at the other three in the next episode. But you're going to see just how much of your behavior and as a result, what you get in your life How much is controlled and determined by fear and anxiety? And it's fear that makes you do all of the wrong things and that only creates more problems for yourself and makes any existing problems that you do have worse. Now, here's something really important to remember, and I'm sure you're beginning to understand this if you've listened to previous episodes of using your brain for success. But the truth is, You don't feel worried and afraid because you have problems. No, you have problems because you feel worried and afraid. I'll just repeat that because it's so important. You don't feel worried and afraid because you have problems. You have problems because you feel worried and afraid. And in this episode, you'll see how true this is. Okay, well, before we get into the five consequences of fear, Let's have a brief recap on what fear actually is and why you feel it. And we're talking here also about the negative emotions such as worry, anxiety, frustration and anger, because all of these are your brain's response to underlying fear. 
So you'll remember from previous episodes that fear is simply a response from your brain. It's a warning signal that there is something in your immediate environment, something that's going on around you right now, that presents an immediate threat or danger to you. And there's something going on that your brain has recognized as being able to harm or even kill you. And when the part of your brain which recognizes it, which is your emotional brain, when it, which is on the lookout for danger, when it sees something that it recognizes as an immediate threat, it sends out a warning signal in the form of chemicals that flood the rest of your brain and your body. And these chemicals are called hormones or neurotransmitters, and they're what cause you to feel the emotions of fear, stress, worry, or anxiety. And the main chemicals released are called cortisol and adrenaline. But to put it simply, feeling bad is a warning from your brain that there is danger ahead. Now the release of these chemicals, as well as making you feel bad, what they do is they trigger a response in your brain and body to protect you from the immediate threat that your emotional brain is seeing. So it activates a part of your nervous system called your sympathetic nervous system. And this is what puts you in your fight, flight or freeze state or your survival state. And all of your resources, all of your energy in your body and your brain are diverted to deal with the threat. So energy is taken away from any unnecessary functions such as your digestion and they're used for things to make you more alert for danger provide more oxygen pumping through your blood and lungs, and to prepare you for physical action. In other words, to give you the energy to fight or run. But the other thing is that this response to perceived danger, it also shuts down the thinking and awareness parts of your brain. Because thinking and awareness aren't just unnecessary when you have a danger you have to react to, they could even be harmful. Because the time it takes for you to think about a danger could mean the difference between life and death. Dr. Daniel Evans, who's a researcher from the University of Washington, he put it well when he said, fear basically scrambles your brain. Your body puts all of its energy into preparing for fight or flight, and whatever you're afraid of is the only thing your body and brain are able to focus on. So all of the things that we think of as long-term interests get diverted to the immediate interest, which is fight or flight. But there's a downside to this survival and protection function in your brain. Because while it's perfect for what it's designed for, which is to get you to react without thinking to something that could harm you right now, it's actually counterproductive for solving your problems. Because to solve problems, you need the full thinking and awareness parts of your brain to help you. You need to be able to evaluate a problem from all sides. You need to be able to see the big picture. You need to be able to see the consequences for any decision you make and any action you take. And you need to take the right action to really solve the problem you're dealing with, not just paper over the cracks with a temporary solution. So that's why the inevitable conclusion is that you can never solve your problems while you're in a state of fear, worry or anxiety. You are going to do the wrong things and your brain simply won't allow you to see or do the right things. And when you use your brain in the wrong way, you sabotage your ability to live your biological purpose, which you'll remember from episode number two, is to be your best physically, mentally and emotionally, so that you have the greatest chance to survive and thrive. 
And this fear, this using your brain incorrectly, is manifested in your life, in your problems, and negative feelings such as stress, worry, frustration, and a lack of purpose. So let's look at the five consequences and, and see specifically at what effects fear has on your life. As I said earlier, there are five main effects, and I call them the five main consequences of fear that are robbing you of your life. Because that is literally what they're doing. They're stealing from you the life you were designed to live. Now, that might sound a bit negative, but you'll see this is absolutely true, and it's vital to understand this. The first consequence of fear is that it causes you to react aggressively rather than to respond. You react aggressively rather than respond. Now, I touched on this in the last episode, but how many times have you reacted without thinking to something? How many times have you got annoyed or angry about something or someone, and then you did something that you later regretted? Perhaps you were in a conversation with your spouse or one of your children, and they said something that annoyed you. So you said something hurtful that just upset them, and it left a bad feeling between you. And maybe you apologized for the outburst, but the damage was done. Can you think of a time when that happened to you? Or maybe you're in a conversation and it turned into an argument. And this often happens when people have differing points of view. Perhaps a couple is trying to sort out a problem in their marriage, and all of the discussions about it just end in an argument. Now, if you've ever been, ever been in that situation, and most people have, then you might have thought later, why did I say or do that? Why did I get annoyed or angry? Why did I say that hurtful thing when I, I didn't really mean it? Well, the reason, of course, why you did these things is not because you wanted to, and you probably already knew it was a bad idea to say or do what you did, even when you were saying or doing it. But you weren't in control, were you? Or it felt like you weren't. And that's because it's true. You actually weren't in control, but your survival brain was. It's your fight, flight, or freeze instinct, controlled and directed by your survival brain, which is driven by fear. And that's what made you act the way you did. Now, remember, this part of your brain has one job and one job only, and that's to get you out of an immediate danger right now. So this part of the brain can't think. And so, therefore, it has no sense of consequences for your actions. So all it can do is follow the instruction, remove the threat right now as quickly and easily as possible. So, of course, the solution it comes up with, the quickest and easiest solution, is to react aggressively on impulse. By you showing aggression, you're showing the enemy that you're stronger than they are, and it's making you feel more confident and in control of the situation, even though you aren't really. Now, this is great if someone or something wants to harm or even kill you, but it's no good if you're trying to create rapport with someone else or trying to solve a problem. And what's the result of reacting aggressively? Well, it's never good, is it? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make anyone feel better about you and want to cooperate with you to resolve a problem or to deepen the love and respect in a relationship. In fact, all it does is create the opposite. It creates resentment, cynicism and contempt. And it does absolutely nothing to improve the quality of either your life or the lives of the people you're interacting with. And it's not just in arguments that people react aggressively without thinking. People get angry at other people for having a different point of view. So someone expresses a different opinion, say on, on social media, and they're branded a lunatic or a conspiracy theorist or stupid or something. 
We talked about this in the last episode. And unfortunately, our modern culture has enshrined aggression as a virtue and a sign of strength. You know, in films, the media, everywhere basically, we're fed with images of strength, aggression, and creating fear in others as being the tactics of winners. So it's the one who wins the fight and who defeats the enemy that is the hero. And we're also told the only way to win in life is we have to fight to overcome adversity. We have to be aggressive to get what we want. But in the real world, in the world of our everyday lives, it's not like that, is it? Aggression and fighting doesn't work. The people we respect and admire the most are not the ones who are the most aggressive towards us. They are the ones who make us feel good through listening, consideration, attention and appreciation. They're the people we admire the most. And aggression may work on a battlefield, but if we try to use it to run our life, then that's all our life becomes, a battlefield. And all of this is because our fear-based brain has taken control. So reacting with aggression doesn't help us. It doesn't solve our problems or make our lives better. And even though we've been led to believe that being aggressive and forceful is important and that it will make a positive difference, but it never does. Now, I'm not suggesting here that being weak and pathetic is the answer, but there's a difference between force and power, a difference between aggression and true strength. Force and aggression come from fear. True power and true strength come from love. Now, imagine instead of lashing out at someone, Instead of needing to win an argument or getting someone to see your point of view, which of course in your brain is the right one, imagine that you could quietly step back from the situation and look at things in perspective. Do you need to win the argument? Does it matter what someone else thinks, really? How much better do you think your life would be, and the lives of others, if you were to think, and I mean really think, using the full resources and awareness of your creative and thinking brains, if you were to use that and do that before you acted in any situation. Be a different world, wouldn't it? All right, so that's the first consequence of fear, is that it causes you to react aggressively rather than respond. And that always results in more problems, not fewer. Now, the second consequence of fear that is robbing you of your life is that it only gives you a quick fix rather than a permanent solution. Now remember, your brain in your survival state is looking for the fastest, easiest and most effective way to remove a threat and make you feel better right now. And because it can't think and therefore has no sense of time, no perspective or, future con or of the future consequences, your survival state brain is always only going to bring you a quick fix. It's whatever is the easiest and most convenient to remove your pain and it doesn't matter what it is. Now, of course, seeking a quick fix is actually very similar to acting aggressively, isn't it? In fact, reacting aggressively is one way you do achieve a quick fix. But there are other ways your brain finds a quick fix as well. One is to reach for substances that make you feel good in the moment, which have an effect on your body chemistry, but which harm you in the long run. And these, of course, can be drugs or medications, alcohol, caffeine, and even just watching something online like a, a video or a funny joke. All of these make you feel good in the moment. They help you relax and take your mind off your problems, but they're not the sort of actions that are going to solve a problem in your life. And the substances themselves are going to potentially damage your body in the long run, which is going to bring you even more problems. 
Now, another way to get a quick fix to your feelings of fear and worry is to listen to the opinions, advice, and even instructions of other people. So your brain is looking around for someone you recognize as an authority, an expert, or a leader, and without thinking, you believe what they say and do, what they tell you to think or do. Now, this explains why cult leaders can get their followers to do extreme things, even to kill others and even kill themselves. But again, following someone else, doing what someone else tells you to do, without thinking or evaluating what the instructions are and who is really telling you, this is only going to give you more problems. And if you're afraid and worried and trying to solve a problem in your life, or even just trying to get some certainty into your life situation about the future, then it's very tempting to think that someone else has the answer. But again, this is simply your survival brain at work. It's looking around for the quickest fix for your pain. And the quickest way is, rather than you doing any research or evaluation yourself, which is of course where you're using your awareness and your thinking brain functions, your brain just says, well, that person looks like they know what they're talking about. Just do what they say. And again, this gives you a quick fix. It gives you a sense of relief in the short term because you think, great, my problems are over. I've found the solution. I've found safety and security with this person. They look and sound like they have the answer, so they must. They'll help me so that I don't need to do all of the work. But the truth is someone else, no one else can ever have the answer to how you can be truly happy and how to live your life, life purpose. In other words, what's best for you? Other people can give you ideas that can help you, but they can never know the full picture about you and about what you really want and need to be your best. Knowing who you are and what you need to be happy can only come from you, not anyone else. But unfortunately, this fear consequence of needing a quick fix is what drives religions, communities, and even whole cultures and nations. It turns people into mindless followers based on fear, rather than being aware thinkers and masters of their own life. And of course, the leaders themselves are driven by their own survival brain, trying to give them a quick fix and make them feel better, which comes in the form of having control over other people. Another way our brain seeks to give us a quick fix is when we make impulsive decisions. Now, clever marketers know that people buy things, they make decisions, not based on logical thinking, but on emotion. So not on what is best for them, but on what makes them feel best in the moment. And being driven by emotion, people do things impulsively. So they get into the wrong relationships and they buy things they don't need or even really want. And that certainly aren't going to make them happy. And it's all because they're using their survival brain to make the decision for them. And it's because of their fear. And one of the main fears behind impulsive decisions is the fear of missing out. So we think, well, if I don't buy that holiday now, that resort might get booked out. Or if I don't buy that stock or an investment, the price might be higher tomorrow and I'll have missed out on all the profits. Or if I don't marry that person or take that job or hire that employee, I might not find a better spouse, a better job or a better employee. Or if I don't make that business decision, I might not get a better opportunity to make more money. Can you see how all of this is based on fear? And many times we have a gut feeling that we're making a mistake, that we shouldn't do what we're about to do, that it doesn't feel right. But what does the survival brain do then? 
Well, after we've made the decision, it justifies and tries to convince us that it was the right decision. So we try to block out any regrets, doubts and misgivings. We exchange those for thoughts of hope, determination and optimism. So we pray that it will work out well. We seek encouragement from others to motivate us and encourage us to think positive. And we tell ourselves we're going to make it work. And then we spend a long time, years, even decades, what with? With problems and struggle, and all over something that we should never have decided on in the first place. Maybe this sounds familiar. You know, some people enter the wrong relationship or marriage, or they stay in the wrong relationship or marriage when it's no longer right for them. They do that because they're afraid of leaving and what they think it would mean. And then they struggle along, looking for a solution to the problems in that relationship. Other people hang on to a part of their business or an employee that has caused them problems and struggle from the beginning. Remember, the survival brain can't stand uncertainty. It's there to bring you a fast solution, to seek out and remove the threat that is making you feel bad straight away. So for the survival brain, any decision is better than no decision. And if it's based on fear, it usually is going to be the wrong one. You know, some people buy a car or a house that they can't really afford and they struggle with debt and uncertainty. And they justify it by saying, you know, I deserve to have this. I work hard. It's a reward. I deserve some pleasure in my life. I'll find the money to pay for it. Everything will be okay. Now, all of these justifications, whatever they are, all of the justifications for wrong decisions are again simply the survival brain doing its job of bringing you a quick fix, of making you feel better in the moment. So it does make you feel a bit better right now or in the moment, but it's not solving the problem that's making you feel stressed, worried or afraid in the first place. And you know, think about the relationship that we're not sure about. So we get married or we stay in it even when we're making everyone, including ourselves, unhappy. And we say things like, I'm committed to this. I'll make it work. I'll do whatever it takes. And after all, it's pretty good, really. I mean, I love him. I love her. And there are just a few things that we need to change and everything will be perfect. And after all, every relationship has problems. Now, of course, that last statement isn't true. In fact, none of them are. And if you have problems in your relationship, have a listen to my other podcast, Growing in Love for Life. There are more than 60 episodes there on ways to improve your marriage or relationship. But again, this justifying a decision, we do this for our business, our career, and even the mortgage. We justify the decisions we've made that are causing our problems, and we justify them and cover them over with hope and determination. Now, I'm not saying here you have to be 100% certain before you make any decision. But what I am saying is that if you make a decision based on an underlying fear, if you're in a worried, fearful or anxious state and you're wanting something to work out rather than knowing that it will, and there is a big difference, then you're going to, more likely than not, you're going to make the wrong decision and it's going to create problems for you. Impulsive decisions, because our brain is seeking a quick fix because it's in a fear state, they really are the cause of so many of the problems in our lives. And they're all so unnecessary if we were only to have the courage to trust ourselves and not make the wrong decision in the first place. Now, I know I'm giving you a lot to think about in this episode, and I hope you'll take the time to think about these things. And you might be feeling, well, this is all a bit negative. But the truth is that you can never live your life purpose. You can never live a life free of problems. 
You can never be the best you can be until you first recognize the powerful role fear is playing in your life right now. You know, philosopher Vernon Howard said, you cannot escape a prison if you don't know that you're in one. You cannot escape a prison if you don't know you're in one. Knowing you're in one is the first step because you can't start using your brain the right way until you realize you've been using it the wrong way. Awareness, it really is the first step and it's actually a very positive first step. So it's something to get excited about to knowing what your fears are because this awareness is going to mark a turning point in your life. Okay, well to help you understand the consequences of fear that are, that are controlling your life, I've actually put together some questions to ask yourself. And if you spend some time thinking about these, you'll see just how much fear is controlling your behavior, controlling your life, and creating things for you that you don't want, in other words, problems, rather than things that you do want, which is being strong, healthy, and happy. And you'll realize, what do you have to do? And really, is only one thing to do. You have to find a way to get rid of these fears that are controlling you, that are controlling your life. And this is what neurostate rebalancing actually does. The neurostate rebalancing process, it removes your fears. It removes the ones that have been controlling your life without you even realizing it. And it gets your brain working the right way. So to solve any problems you do have in your life far more effectively and permanently than the approach you're currently taking, I encourage you to check out neurostate rebalancing on my website, liamnaden.com. But here are the questions to ask yourself right now, the ones that will help you become aware of the effects of fear in your life. And actually, they're also listed in a summary which you can download from my website, liamnaden.com. Just go to the podcast section and you'll find it under podcast episode 7. So just bring your attention to this present moment. Remember, the present is all you have. And it's all you have because it's all that exists. It's where all of your power resides. It is the only reality that you have, right here, right now. And when you really are present, you automatically shift your brain from being in a stressed, worried survival state to a state of awareness, which is your natural creative state. It's where you can access all of the resources of your brain and start removing, rather than adding to, the stress and problems in your life. So as you relax into the present moment, consider these questions and take as long as you need to think about them. Firstly, think of a time recently when you reacted angrily or aggressively towards someone else. Perhaps it was your spouse or partner or an employee, and it might have been a comment you made on social media or even out in public. But think of a time when you acted on impulse and when you lashed out without really thinking what you were doing. And ask yourself, how did it leave you feeling? Did it make you feel better or worse? And how did it make the other person feel about you? Did it make them admire, respect and warm to you even more? Or did it make them feel hurt, angry, upset or resentful? And did it solve any problem? Did it resolve any misunderstanding or disagreement? Or did it leave things unresolved? perhaps even more confusing and further away from a resolution to a problem. In other words, did your action create a good outcome? 
Did it move you closer to what you want in your life or further away from it? And what could you have done differently? What could you have done that would have been more effective in making you feel good, making the other person feel good, and building good feelings, rapport, and cooperation between you? Could it have been saying a kind word? Or not feeling the need to win, but letting them win? Perhaps smiling and saying nothing, just listening, or not feeling the need to express your own opinion, but to leave that for another time? Perhaps it could have been stopping for a moment to try to look at it from their point of view. And maybe it could have simply been just walking away and refusing to get involved in an argument. And if you had acted this way, if you had acted differently, what could have been the outcome to the problem you were dealing with? Perhaps your communication would have improved with the other person so that you could have sat down and worked on the problem constructively together rather than being against each other. And if the person was someone you didn't know, well, choosing not to say or do something hurtful, wouldn't that have left them with a good feeling, or at least a neutral one, rather than a bad feeling? And for you as well. And now think, what is a problem that you have in your life right now that is the result of you having made an impulsive decision at some point in the past? Was it the choice of your relationship, or a past relationship that you're still recovering from? Was it a business decision or a career decision? Was it that house or the car or something else that was expensive that you decided to buy? What are all the consequences of that decision that you made? How has it harmed your life and held you back? And how has it made you feel? And what other problems has it created for you? What struggles and effort have you had to put in as a result of having made that decision? And what could you have done differently? And what could you do now about this problem if you had no fear of the consequences? Take the time to really think about these questions. It's time well spent. Because isn't it amazing to think just how many problems have been created in our life as a result of feeling fear? I mean, you've been using your brain to do a job it wasn't designed to do. And as a result, it's given you results in other words, problems, that you were not designed to have. And when you start to become aware of how fear, anxiety and stress have controlled so much of your life, of how it's caused you to do things that you later regretted, that caused you more problems and even more stress and worry, then you can also feel relieved and excited about the future. Because you know that if all of your problems are the result of using your brain the wrong way, then all of your solutions will come from using your brain the right way. Because when you use your brain the right way, your problems literally melt away. You start feeling better. You begin to live in awareness rather than fear. You start taking the right actions rather than the wrong ones. You stop reacting or acting impulsively to create results that you later regret. And the right people, things and circumstances start coming to you to allow you to live your life purpose being the strongest and happiest you can be. And that, after all, is why you're alive, and it's why you're here. And it really is the only way to live. Well, that's all for this episode of Using Your Brain for Success. In the next episode, I'll be sharing with you the other three consequences of fear that are robbing you of your life and preventing you from living a truly extraordinary life. 
and if you'd really like to eliminate your fears, even the ones you aren't aware of, and start living the way you were born to live, check out Neurostate Rebalancing on my website. It shows you how to start using your brain the right way so that you eliminate the fears and problems that have been holding you back for so long. You'll find all the details at my website, liamnaden.com. Thank you for listening, and bye for now.